Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com, I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock. We got you every day here from noon to 2 Eastern, covering all sports, college basketball, NBA, of course, coming back tonight, fantasy baseball as well, getting you ready for your upcoming drafts in 2021. And Davis, uh, good news, NBA is back. We got games on board, so our fantasy standouts every day will continue. Are you Are you playing DFS actively every day in the NBA? Every day. Never, never miss a day. Uh, I, I don't think I have missed a day of NBA DFS probably since I was in college. It's been it's been a long time. You, you got to you got to stay committed because you never know. You never know when when the, the slate is going to be your slate. Yeah, well, that could be tonight. We got a couple of games to talk about. Let's get to our headlines here on the show. Washington, Memphis, San Antonio and Dallas as the NBA returns. We'll keep an eye on all of the games, as well as the college basketball games that are going on right now. We have conference tournaments underway, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, Big East tournaments are in action today. Also 14 games in spring training in Florida and Arizona, so most of the Major League Baseball teams are back on the field this afternoon. And former Super Bowl hero Malcolm Butler released by Tennessee. By the way, with NFL free agency starting, I noticed uh, like some players are being franchised, not franchised. I think I noticed yesterday Davis Aaron Jones was the one name that caught my eye from the Green Bay Packers, who's had such a phenomenal two-year run with them. Was that surprising at all to see the Packers not do that? I, I suppose no one wants to pay running backs anymore, but then again, Denver did pay Melvin Gordon pretty decent coin last year. So what do you make of that with Aaron Jones? Yeah, I mean, I I did not think the Packers were going to franchise tag him. Uh, You know, they drafted A.J. Dillon with their second round pick last year. They gave Jamal Williams a contract extension, who was, you know, kind of their third down, passing down back. Didn't think they would. I do think Aaron Jones will get paid from a team. Now, it could be the Packers. He, the Packers could decide they want him back, but they want him back on a two- or three-year deal instead of the very high salary cap hit of giving him the one-year franchise tag. Maybe he wants to just go to the, your Dolphins. Maybe he wants to go to the Jets. Maybe he wants to go uh, you know, to the Houston Texans, who had David Johnson take a salary cap decrease. I mean, there are a lot of teams that – can't help themselves and want to give running backs those those contracts and you know I, I think Aaron Jones should get 30 million dollars guaranteed or something like that uh, maybe even maybe even more than that and I mean you know I used to be one of those guys who would you know rail against you know don't pay running backs and stuff but I I have now transitioned to just being happy when dudes get paid like I just I'm like Aaron Jones go get your money secure the bag I'm happy for you if an NFL team wants to pay you uh, that you know that's on them. 
Yeah. No, I, and, and I think that we focus so much on that in fantasy as far as running backs are concerned. And so it makes sense. It, it just gets people really excited to even talk about where somebody else may end up. But the dynamic that we've seen in the NFL has just changed so significantly because players have basically come out of nowhere uh, at running back to be viable. I mean, Antonio Gibson's probably a good example of that last year with the Washington football team. So we'll see where free agency ends up, no doubt about that. And as far as uh, tonight's games in the NBA, Davis, I know we're not looking at this against the spread at all here, but do you have any interest in, in either of these two games, Washington, Memphis, San Antonio, Dallas? I'm actually very interested to see – Memphis just in general coming out of the all-star break they are they they were missing guys for COVID protocols they had guys banged up there was one game before the all-star break where they only had nine guys active in their rotation they're still waiting for Jaron Jackson Jr. to come back from uh, a lower body injury he was supposed to be out for like six months and it's now going on a year of him not being there but I just want to see John Morant in the playoffs you know better than a play-in game I, I would like to see him in a seven-game series, even if it is against the Lakers or the Clippers. You know, uh, for example, a Grizzly Sun series I think would be super fun. Devin Booker versus John Morant, Chris Paul in there, and I, I like a lot of the Grizzlies' young players. Brandon Clark, a guy who's uh, rookie Panini Prism cards, I have invested in a, a guy I think has some ceiling. Is kind of like the third best player on a championship team in the future, but I'm just a big John Morant guy. So excited to see them coming out of the all-star break, you know, just, just a big John Morant guy. Yeah. And, and I think that with the NCAA tournament going on and NBA, I mean, we are going to have our fair share of basketball to talk about here uh, on this show for sure. No doubt. Also uh, spring training games going on today. There's a game tonight that I should be checking out at six Oh five Eastern, the Miami Marlins have uh, a night game. There's actually a lot more night games in the Grapefruit League this year. I'm not really sure why that is, but that's a game I'm planning on checking out tonight. Can't go a lot during the day because I'm hosting here with you guys, watching the show here and hosting the show here with you. But of course, as spring training rolls on, we'll have more discussion tomorrow on the show. We will talk Atlanta Braves baseball. We'll look at their win total and maybe some potential lineup changes for them this year. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, coming up next, Joe Girardi, the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, interesting things to say regarding his starting pitcher rotation. And the one thing that we're going to talk about next to is frustrating players in fantasy sports. We've seen this many times before where simply put, there's a guy that everyone says has a chance to be really good. And inevitably in the end, it does not happen for you, but you bought in. And the question is, will you buy back in again? And so I don't want to give away who we're going to talk about, but we will take care of that next. We'll talk about late round, very late round, starting pitchers and their uh, NFBC ADP. Of course, Fantasy Reality is also coming up and the Sports Grid 60. So make sure you stay with us on the grid. And if you're interested in any of our season win totals that we've talked about, go on our YouTube channel and each day you can find our show there and see who Davis and I like in terms of their win total. Houston Astros today, Atlanta Braves tomorrow. We cover it all for you. And we'll continue on next here on FST.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. I, I, I call this fantasy frustration because there are a lot of really smart people in our community, in our fantasy industry, and a lot of smart people often get a lot of things wrong, myself included. So when you go down the road of sort of paying attention to what somebody else is saying, you're, you're basically going down a road of having somebody else to blame except for yourself in fantasy baseball. One of those players who's been super frustrating over the years, he is Vincent Velasquez, the starting pitcher of the Philadelphia Phillies. He's not the only one in the Phillies who's been frustrating. Nick Pavetta is another one of those guys, too. Uh, Velasquez, in particular, supposed to have ace-type stuff. He has had different times over the course of his career where he's looked like it. He'll throw four no-hit innings and then give up three home runs in the next two innings. And yesterday on the mound, it did not go well for Velasquez. Barely could get out of the first inning. He's sort of penciled in to get another opportunity with Philadelphia, maybe as their fifth starter. And Joe Girardi talked about how it went yesterday for him. I think Vinny wants to start. I, I think Vinny wants to earn a starting uh, spot, and he understands that he struggled a little bit today. Um, he just didn't have his fastball command that he had the last time uh, that he pitched, and he was so effective. And he's probably frustrated by it. But, I mean, you got to go back to work. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, we're trying to get – in a position where we can really evaluate these guys, you don't make too much of one start. Um, you hope that none of your starters have a start that doesn't go the way they want, but it's it's going to happen. But Vinny really cares, and I'm sure he was probably quite frustrated after after a start. But the one thing he did do was I thought he managed, you know, he managed the innings pretty good considering he couldn't throw his fastball for a strike. Um, he threw some breaking balls and got some outs. Now, he didn't get out of the second had his pitch count where we felt that he could go higher, he might've got out of that inning and he might've found it in the third, fourth and fifth. That's the bottom line, but they're not built up now. So it probably looks a lot worse than maybe it would have turned out. Davis, this is always the dynamic for me that look, I'm just like everybody else. And I get caught up when I hear TJ Antone, you know, like I hear the name, don't know a lot about him. Everyone's saying good things about him. But I got to tell you, I am super careful about these sort of guys because for every one of the guys who do work out, like Max Freed last year is a good example of that, there's a lot that don't. And Velasquez is probably a bad example of somebody to take a shot on now. 
but he was in that conversation, let's say two, three years ago of a guy that really could turn the corner. And I'm wondering for you, it's like, how do you make that call? How do you make that decision to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that chance, even though I don't know a lot about anything else except for what I see on a computer or what somebody else is telling me? I mean, a lot of what I do is I, I play fantasy football and fantasy baseball and fantasy basketball through the realm of projections. And projections in fantasy baseball are really good. So I, I will lose out on some guys who – add a pitch, work on their spin rate, uh, you know, change their pitch mix, right? They, they do a ton of work of like game theory stuff, which I, I love this about fantasy baseball. And I love this about pitching is so much of what pitchers do can really be reduced to game theory where, you know, hitter expects fastball. So I'm throwing the changeup. hitter expects changeup, So I throw a, a fastball really high up in the zone, right? So they, if they are planning on swinging, their swing is going to be way off and guys who, improve in their game theory guys who improve in their pitch mix that's very hard to quantify that's not really stuff that gets picked up by beat writers even though fantasy baseball has become so big that's stuff that gets reported on after the fact like a guy breaks out or a guy has a great season and the beat writers will tell us two months later oh you know the reason why Vince Velasquez is crushing all these batters is he he worked with his pitching coach all offseason on working on his mix of pitches and knowing when to throw what stuff and Something you'll hear about pitchers is, oh, that guy's more of a thrower than a pitcher, right? And you'll hear that a right. lot about young guys mm -hmm. who throw. They throw 98, but they have no touch. They don't really know how to locate stuff. They don't really think a ton about what they're throwing. They just throw whatever they feel like throwing. And to bring it back specifically to Velasquez, I have done this with him every year, right? So in 2016, his first year for the Phillies, he strikes out uh, 10 and a half guys per nine innings. 412 ERA over 131 innings, but basically I've been chasing that dragon ever since. 5 ERA, 4.8 ERA, 4.91 ERA, 5.5 ERA, and never was able to recapture those strikeouts despite the fact that he throws so hard because as what his manager was just talking about, he can't locate it. He doesn't know, and, and it doesn't move. His fastball doesn't move. It's it's just like he it leaves his arm and it just stays in a straight line. The ball stays flat all the way to the batter. And, you know, Major League Baseball hitters can hit 99-mile-an-hour fastballs if they know where they're going to land up at the plate. Yeah. That's been the problem with him. In the NFBC, the ADP is ugly for Velasquez as it is for these other pitchers. Austin Gomber, 581. Antonio Senzatella, 587. There is Vince. And then Michael Waka at uh, oof, 591. It's uh, it's not pretty here, but Davis, in a, in a draft like we're doing right now in this Raz Slam, there's a chance that these guys are gone, right? Like we're going to be in the 40th round, so... I don't know. For me, Gomber's the only one just because I don't know what he can do. <laughs> That's the only reason why I would take a shot there. I'm not interested in anybody else. So I I got to be interested in Waka because of what the Tampa Bay Rays have done yeah, with yeah. all of their yeah. reclamation projects, right? Now, Waka has never been a strikeout guy. His first year in St. Louis all the way back in 2013 was the was the only time he ever got over per strikeout per inning. And and with the Cardinals, he mostly was just an extreme ground ball pitcher. But you got to think Tampa Bay saw something in him to say, oh, you know, if we do this to his delivery, if we do this to his pitch mix, if we do this to his spin rate, he can become a guy who can give us, you know, 120 quality innings. So I, I, I am a little interested in Waka personally. 
All right, let's uh, let's take a quick look at the late round picks as far as rookies are concerned. And of course, we got to bring up Davis's guy, Bobby Witt Jr. Hits a 480 foot home run over the weekend. Uh, ended up speaking to the media and was asked about competing against some big names uh, over in the Cactus League. I just feel more comfortable against those guys because I know they're going to be around the zone and they're going to try to pitch to their to their uh, strengths. And then hopefully my my strengths add up to theirs and just go out there and just compete. And that's, that's the most fun thing about it is competing against those guys that got however many years in the league and just try to get after and try to beat them. So it's just been a lot of fun doing that. There you go, Davis. That one's for you, Bobby Wood Jr. Uh, and, and, and I know that, look, his ADP, it's, it's going to jump now after that big shot that he hit. Maybe people are watching this show and they're like, let's pour one out for my guy, Davis Maddock, on, on Bobby Wood Jr. But let's take a look real quick before I get your opinion, Davis, on some late-round players. Now, look at this list who Bobby Witt is with, right? Like, this is at the end game. No one's taking them. 50th round. They're still on the board. They're in the 700s. Look, Tony Kemp is kind of a starter for Oakland, honestly, at 719. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bobby Witt there at 722. Todd Frazier's the starting third baseman for the Pirates. Todd Frazier. Like, he's going to hit 15 home runs with Pittsburgh until they trade him in July, but he, he's going to probably hit some home runs at bat 220. And then Daz Cameron, Mike Cameron's son, I think has a ton of ability, hasn't put it all together yet with Detroit, but he's going to see 300 plate appearances with the Tigers this year, I think. So it's like, it's it's super interesting to me because Witt is the only one I don't have maybe on a roster in April or May, but... There's a lot to like here, Davis. If this guy gets to play, it's a game changer. Look, man, just I know Dayton Moore watches the show. You do not need to give Nicky Lopez 500 plate appearances this year, man. Just let let him play in April. I won't even, as a Royals fan, I won't even get mad at you for manipulating the service time. Just come on. When it when it's May, it's Bobby Witt time. He's coming up. He's batting sixth. And he it, do not sit this guy. Just let him figure it out. Let him hit. Please, we need Bobby Witt Jr. I expect him to be on your Raz Slam team when this is all said and done sometime in three weeks from now. But whenever it is done, I expect to see him on your roster. All right, speaking of the Raz Slam, the NFBC League best ball long draft format, we uh, each of us have three more players on our team to review. Brett, Davis, myself. We'll do that next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Right now, there are three people that are on this show. We should have put James. I don't know if James has ever done a draft from LTN, but maybe we should have added James to this. I'm sorry, James, that we did not do that. But uh, Davis is in this draft. Brett Levy, our producer, is in this draft. I'm in it. It's an ongoing draft. It takes basically a few weeks to complete because it's a four-hour clock, and there are a few people who are maximizing that four hours, which is fine. I mean, you sign up for a four-hour draft. That's what you get. I'll have more on that coming up on the Sports Grid 60. But, Davis, the bottom line is that we all now have six players on our team. We went over the first three players that we had yesterday. And now we, as a matter of fact, I think we have seven players, or at least I have seven players. But for today's show, we're just going to keep it to six. So who did you end up getting in this league from rounds four through six? And, And take us through the choices. So my cue fell pretty perfectly for me. I got I got the guy I wanted uh, with every pick. I took Whit Merrifield with second base and outfield eligibility. I took Luke Voigt, the New York Yankees first baseman, and I took Mac, Max Muncie, who in this league uh, I would not take Max Muncie here in a roto league. So when I when I sit down to do my NFBC main event uh, next Sunday, Muncie in the sixth round not going to be a guy that I'm considering. But in this league. He has first, second, and third base eligibility, and his bad batting average does not matter in this format. All that matters is the hits that he does get, and I expect there to be a a good number of them with corresponding home runs. And he is eligible at first, second, and third base. And the reason why I'm mentioning these multi-position eligibility is... Uh, it's basically just going to let good hitters get into my lineup because the computer is just going to automatically select my best hitters for me at the end of every week. So Witt could be at second base or at outfield. Muncie could be at any of the infield positions. So I feel uh, that the multi-position eligibility is something that I really want to chase here. Yeah, I will tell you this. I, I've been a Muncie owner the last couple of years. I know last year was a little bit of a disappointment, but I'm still willing to throw that out. And I love him in OBP leagues, man. Like qualifying at second, 20 home runs, 220, but 350 OBP. I just love him in those leagues moving forward. All right, here are my picks, rounds four through six. We're going to bring in Brett Levy, too, for his. We'll rip his picks a little bit. Fourth round, Vlad Jr., so I'm two for two. In leagues with Vlad Jr., I guess I'm sort of all in on him this year. It has nothing to do with weight. I just feel like he's undervalued. Like, like how is he going lower than he did last year? I, I don't I don't follow that. Uh, fifth round, go big or go home, I guess. I took Randy Rosarena. And Rosarena, listen, there is no middle ground here, Davis, for Randy Rosarena. Either he is going to be a first-round pick in fantasy next year or he will be a 15th round pick in fantasy next year. There is no middle ground. He's middle ground this year because people don't know. Do you agree with that? He's either first round in 2022 or he's 15th round in 2022. Well, maybe he would be more like uh, a second round pick next year because I don't think that he'll be a five category contributor. Uh, 
Because I well, I guess he does steal a little bit. He had four steals last year, stole some in the playoffs as well. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, so 30 home runs and 10 steals this year with a 280 batting average and 80 RBIs and 79 runs scored. That probably gets him close to the first round. But like, you know, I right. I would st- see the other thing is is I'm already slotting in Eloy to the first round next year after a 42 home <laughs> run you. season. You know, so so maybe maybe I can't go all the way there on a Rosarena, but I I do think your general premise is right, which is either a Rosarena is the guy he showed himself to be in the World Series last year as as a very young rookie, or he just is you know another Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, a solid handy outfielder for the Rays, but not a fantasy superstar. So I I generally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, look, two years ago, Davis, in August and September, the best player in fantasy baseball number one player was Aquino on the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. He did not make the team last year. So, I, look, I think a Rosarina is better than Aquino, but I got to tell you, he was the hot name for sure at the end of the year. Keston Hura, I took in the sixth round. He'll qualify at second and first. I tried to get him in a previous league. I was unsuccessful. So I, I wanted to get uh, Hura in a league this year. And I think his defense, while it's not good, he doesn't have to focus on that as much now playing first base. So, very young players here. Three players, I believe, 25 years or younger. Uh, Guerrero, Rosarina, and Hira. So interesting picks for me. Usually I don't, I don't take all young guys like that. All right, Brett Levy. Let's bring in Brett, our producer here. Brett's got picks now in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. I recognize all of these names. So does Davis. So we can easily break them all down. Brett, let's get your picks. All right, Craig. Well, I took uh, Nolan Arenado in the fourth round. I took him at like pick 48. I just honestly, it was kind of shocking. He was still there. This guy's been a hundred hundred guy for multiple years. Uh, And worst case, he'll just win a fantasy glove, a gold glove on my fantasy team, which will do nothing offensively, but uh, I'll be a proud owner of a gold glove winner, so that's nice. And then uh, Zach Gallen, uh, I thought he, you know, he's a strikeout guy. He's a guy we talk about a lot on the show, so I thought that was a fair point to take him there. Um, it seemed well within range. I took him over Blake Snell was the other guy I was considering, mm-hmm. and just his strikeouts uh, kind of won me over there. And then Nick Castellanos was my last choice. Um, he's just another guy I like watching, Craig. I think that's the big thing about my team. I like watching Albies. I like watching Acuna. Nick Castellanos is another guy. He's fun to watch. He, you know, hits a lot of home runs. He hits the ball hard. Um, he's athletic. You know, he can turn singles into doubles. And uh, those type of players are enticing to me. So I just, uh, maybe he wasn't the best pick of all time, but I, I like watching Nick Castellanos play. And he's a player, I think, playing in Cincinnati, playing in Wrigley Field, playing against Pittsburgh, like maybe his numbers are a little bit better than other years. Yeah. And and Davis, I know that you've kind of haven't been as in tune to drafting and fantasy because you're busy with Daily Roto and basketball and golf and all those other things. So what I would say is what's interesting to me, Davis, is this, is that the reason why I make that comment is that you really don't have to know a lot about fantasy to look at the players that Brett took here in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, and you'll know, oh, Arenado, great player. Gallon, great player. Cassiano's great player. But Brett is going to be really interesting when we take a look at his picks, Davis, like starting now, right? Like that's, that's when it's going to start to get a little bit interesting because he's going to have to dive into some players 
that he probably doesn't have a ton of familiarity with. But through the first six rounds, it's kind of like hard to poke holes. He's filled his third base, which is pretty solid. Gallon, you can make the case over Snell for sure. Castellanos, solid player. There's not like a league winner here, but, you know, through six rounds, I think he's done a pretty good job. I mean, let's give let's give Nolan Arenado some credit. If if Nolan Arenado is not a product of Coors, which I don't think he is, I mean, Nolan Arenado could lead the National League in home runs, could hit 300, you know, and, and the Cardinals we think are going to be good, right? We we up and down yeah. their order, we think they're good. Dylan Carlson has upside that he hasn't scratched yet. Nolan Gorman is one of the top 10 prospects in baseball. They're going to be calling him up. I mean, the Cardinals offense could be really, really strong this year if things break the right way. So I, I think Arenado, especially where Brett got him, I mean, Brett got like a 15-pick discount on Nolan Arenado. My, the pick I made is I was either taking Witt or I was taking Arenado. I took Witt because of the multi-position stuff, but it, it pained me to pass on Arenado and hand him off to Brett. I, I, I think that I think Arenado was a great pick, and I thought the Castellanos pick was really strong too. I, I think he's a great fit for this format. Yeah, just no fun at all to say good things about Brett here. You know, it's just you know we we got Brett. We got to get you to take some duds here in the seventh round, eighth round, ninth round. Like I, I need some texts coming from you around like eight o'clock at night. Like, what do I do? I don't know. I mean, who's this? What team is this guy on? I'm waiting. For See, that. the problem is I'm texting Davis. I'm texting Davis, oh, and he's helping me. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, no, we can't have that, Davis. It's not allowed. I got to give you the matumbo there. You can't do that. We got to let Brett make his own picks. Now, Greg Sussman, you could text him. Greg will give you some fantastic advice on, uh, on fantasy. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll tell you about all the guys who are legit. But all right, Brett, good luck in your next three picks. I'm, we're definitely going to find a hole to poke tomorrow. So just be ready. All right. That, okay. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. Yeah, the four-hour clock is is the one, I guess, dynamic. I don't, I don't want to give it away, but I do want to talk a little bit about that in, in the Sports Grid 60 at the end of the show, my feeling on slow drafts. Because it, it comes up every year that everyone wants to do the slow drafts, and they get in it, and then they realize what they've gotten themselves into, either from a positive or negative point of view. And I kind of feel that way uh, as well. On that so but i'm gonna save that conversation for you for the end of the show uh davis is this the only draft you're in right now as we speak is this it have you are you in another nfbc or no only slow draft i'm in i have uh i've been cranking out the underdog best ball fantasy baseball drafts though i i when we get all wrapped up with our show and i i'm done with my stuff for daily roto for the day i've been going on a, a long walk with one of my dogs uh we 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 light out go on a walk for like an hour or so open up one of the drafts and just just kind of crank it out get it get a draft done get some more familiarity with the player pool mm -hmm. practice some strategy more so that's uh that's been a nice little thing been been really enjoying fantasy baseball drafting this year good yeah no it's a lot it's a lot of fun and i mean look if you play fantasy sports this is it this is the most fun because especially in baseball once it starts and you're then having to like manage every day there. Uh, look, I used to be somebody that lived for the 7 a.m. Open up the phone and see how I did the night before. Now I'm the you know, 11 a.m. Check it out. Get ready to set my lineup for the next day. Uh, host here on Sports Grid. So it just depends on the kind of time that you have committed to it. But uh, definitely recommend it for sure. All right. Coming up next, fantasy or reality. We'll talk NBA Hall of Fame. Also some other fun topics that we will discuss. 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid for everything going on with our growing network. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, as we get ready for a little fantasy or reality. Tomorrow's show will knock out the Atlanta Braves season win total. Potentially a special guest also talking about the Braves. So tune in tomorrow if you're a Braves fan. I have a feeling you will like tomorrow's show. I'm sorry, Davis, that we do not have Joe Pizapia on this show today. Because Joe Pizapia loves Hall of Fame talk. Like He lives for Hall of Fame talk. Football, baseball, basketball, probably not hockey. But football, uh, WWF Hall of Fame, loves that too. He's a huge Hall of Fame discussion person. So, But Davis, he is not here today, so it's just you and I breaking down the Basketball Hall of Fame, okay? Yeah, uh, I mean, I had no idea Joe was so passionate about the Love Hall of Fame. It. I mean, I, I probably care more about Hall of Fame discussions than, like, the average sports fan. I mean, I, I find that stuff to be pretty fascinating, and I love debating the merits of other guys. I, I tend to find myself being too lenient, though, just because I, I think so many of these guys have had these amazing careers, and they deserve to be immortalized forever. So I, I tend to be more of, like, a Hall of Very Good guy of just being like, oh, yeah, he was really good. I have fond memories of him or other people have fond memories of him. Like, sure, whatever, put him in. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that I'm somewhere, I'm probably a little bit lower than you are, but more than most. I I do think more than most would go in, but like, I have a huge problem with the guys who got caught for steroids as an example. Like those, like that's a, a fight that Joe and I have had. Joe's like, just put all the steroid guys in. Everybody was using steroids in baseball. And I'm like, fine, put them all in. But if they knew there was a rule and they got caught, I'm not putting them in. If they didn't, then I give them some props for hustling and not getting caught. You're in the Hall of Fame. But if you got caught and you got suspended, I'm out. That's just my, I don't know, stupid way of looking at it, I guess. I don't know. But all right, basketball-wise, let's take a look at the potential slam dunks, no pun intended, and then we'll ask Davis his opinion. 
Some of the names that are up for the Basketball Hall of Fame, I would think, are a guarantee. Like the first name here, Paul Pierce. I don't, I cannot imagine him not on the first try getting in, but who knows? Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber, all are on the ballot for 2021. Davis illustrated before how Bosch did not get in on his first shot, and neither did Chris Weber. Fantasy of reality, Davis, Pierce, Bosch, Weber, all make the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2021. They all should. I think they are going to make Weber wait another year, right? Because of some of the, some of the memories people have about Chris Weber, they they obviously, I mean, a lot of people remember the stupid timeout, right? That that is the everlasting memory. Uh, they remember the the forced trade away from the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors. Like for whatever reason, people just have weird associations with Chris Weber. But this guy played fifteen NBA seasons. And at the end of his career, including a downside of his career, where he, you know obviously he was not as great towards the end, over the course of his whole career, averaged 20 points, uh, 9.8 rebounds, and 4.5 assists per game over 14 years playing in the NBA. He made first-team All-NBA numerous times. He was in, you know, obviously he made the All-Star game a ton of times. I mean, he was, and he was the face of a franchise for multiple franchises, right? Face of the Kings, face of the then Washington Bullets, and then one year as the Wizards. Uh, And then even later in his career, played some strong seasons for the 76ers as well. So I I think he should. I think Pierce clearly should. Uh, Some of those amazing Celtics teams were the story of the NBA when they were there. But Bosch is the most disrespected of all of these power forwards that we're talking about. If Chris Bosch did not have the heart issue that he had, he would still be playing in the NBA today and still be crushing. I mean, Chris Bosch is the perfect center, the way the NBA works now, right? A great three-point shooter, amazing pick-and-roll defender. And he will never get the credit he deserves for those Heat teams, you know, the 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 Braun, Wade, Bosch, big three Heat teams. It it is very controversial to say this, but I felt that his impact on the court was bigger than Dwayne Wade's then because Dwayne Wade was so redundant with LeBron's skills when they played together. And the whole thing would have fallen apart without Bosch's unselfish shooting and his top-notch A plus level defense. So I, I feel very strongly that Bosch should be in the Hall of Fame and should have been in as a first ballot guy as well. But so so to answer the question, you think it's a fantasy. You don't think all three get in, just to be clear? Not, not they will all get in, but they will not all get in this year. Weber's going to have to wait. Okay, I will say reality. I'll play the other side of this here. Pierce, we definitely agree on 100%. Uh, Bosch, we also agree on 100%. Bosch, by the way, here in South Florida, is always going to be known for a missed shot, kick out to uh, rebound out to Ray Allen, who hit a three against San Antonio, and the Heat go on to win that series. Without that, they don't win. Series is over. So no question for me there. And in terms of Chris Weber, look, there is a lot of things that could be said. The one thing that hurts him, and I'm very strong on this conversation too, as it comes to Hall of Fame, players have a harder time getting in the Hall of Fame when they played on as many teams as Chris Weber has. It's as just Weber a fact. did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Gary Sheffield's problem. It's Jeff Kent's problem. Players that play on seven, eight teams don't have that fan backing that association and sometimes fans start these campaigns to get guys in like what what fan base is starting Weber's Golden State like I, I don't even know but I would say this any player that could 
lift up a franchise like the Sacramento Kings and get them as mm-hmm. far as he did, they have not been as good since and never will be. I am in with Chris Webber and was a great player at Michigan. And you're right, Davis. Everyone remembers a timeout for sure. But Chris Webber had a better college career than Chris Bosh. Uh, I mean, Pierce's yeah. career, Kansas, pretty damn good. I mean, that's for sure. But but Weber's college career was fantastic. He was part of the Fab Five. He is in for me. Mm-hmm. All three guys are getting in this year, in my opinion. But definitely fair assessment to say Weber waits another year. I could see that happening too, but I'm going to say reality. All right, bad news for people who love cheese, and especially if you buy your cheese at Costco. And there is some thought that maybe this is going to extend beyond Costco. It has nothing to do with the pandemic, apparently. It's just that several ports have a huge backlog of the packages that cheese go into. So the likelihood of you going into your grocery store over the next few months and seeing less cheese is possible. Now, what this will happen, I'm not entirely sure. It's happening at Costco. I don't personally shop at Costco, but I know a lot of people that do. And if this extends to your local supermarket, Davis, I would ask the question or even make the statement, you are worried about a cheese shortage in St. Louis. So, I mean, you got to say it's a reality because I know I have a buddy who works in shipping. Like literally his job is to coordinate shipments of massive goods all across the globe, right? From China to here, from Europe to here, from here to Europe, so on and so forth. And I know COVID has wrecked this process. I mean, it is it is a disaster right now to move large items of things. And America imports loads of its cheese, especially the cheese you like. Like think in your head right now, oh, this cheese, like when I go to the store and I want to buy a nice block of cheese, we probably import that. It's not it's not made here in the States. I have this weight loss bet ending at the end of this month, right? It, it's wrapped up so that I can go back to pretty much having Guilty pleasure food whenever I want it. I haven't really eaten cheese in like four months. Haven't really eaten wow. ice cream, anything like that. So I am, uh, I'm very much looking forward to returning to snacking on stuff that is not good for me, you know, at the, at the end of this bet. So I am personally worried about a cheese shortage because I was looking forward to getting some nice blocks of, uh, you know, really nice Gouda from my local Whole Foods. And now I'm worried they're not going to be there. Yeah, I, I would say this is reality for me, too. You you don't even think about it, but cheese on sandwiches and cheese on burgers and, and everything that mm-hmm. we make, a lot of that has cheese. And to think that I could walk into my Publix, which is what we have here in Florida, and, and not see that huge aisle of just the choices that are there. And when we have taco night to have, you know, to get the bag of taco cheese or just to get, as you mentioned, a block of like cheddar grated up. Put it in a, put it in something yeah this is this is a little bit concerning because when you you know these days after what we dealt with in the last year when something starts i'm worried how it's going to end i didn't used to worry like that in the world but that pandemic started and here we are a year later so if there's a cheese shortage in costco i am a little bit worried about it happening everywhere else i am definitely in on cheese so this is a reality for me as well the raz slam has continued at a, at, I don't I don't know if I would call it a snail's pace. It seems like some leagues are ahead of us and some leagues are behind us in drafting. We're kind of in the middle as far as getting this thing done. But through two days, we've only had essentially six players taken. Fantasy or reality, we will have nine players on our Raz Slam teams by tomorrow's show, Davis. Now, we could, I could, I could tamper with this and not pick for four hours. I'm not going to do that. 
But fantasy or reality, we'll have nine players on our teams by tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna say reality because I'm doing my part, right? I make my picks. I maybe maybe I need to go to a guy's fan graph page and, and check the projections, check, you know, strikeout rates and things like that. Maybe I take five minutes, but I'm doing my part. I'm I'm making my picks. I'm I'm texting Brett when it's his turn on the clock. I'm like, oh. hey man, you know, let's let's make these picks. Let's let's get this done. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing my part uh for us for us to get through the draft. So I'm gonna say I'm very hopeful that this is a reality because I, I want to get I want to get into the meat of the draft. I want to start making some tough decisions because, you know, the first 10 rounds in, in anything, you kind of know who you like, you kind of know who you want to pick. So I, I'm looking forward to getting into the real meat of the draft. Yeah, I, I would say reality. I think we will will have nine, maybe 10 if things go well. But I think I pretty much broke it down for you, Davis, before we started this thing. I'm not going to be the fastest. I'm not going to be the slowest. I'm going to be somewhere right in the middle just with everything that I have going on. If, if by chance my phone is in my hand and I get that email notification that I'm on the clock, in all likelihood I'm clicking it, clicking the link, and picking. But if I'm doing something else, then I go back, because I am all about the email notifications. Like, that's how I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not checking it unless I get that. When I get it, I know that I'm about to come up, and then I get the one that I'm there. Usually I'm in right away and I'm making the pick. But that being said, I do think it's a reality. I think we'll all three of us, At the end of the day, I think maybe one or two of us will have 10, but I definitely do think that all of us will have nine players in our draft. So I like to wait sometimes just to see what's happening. Like if I'll tell you the other thing, Davis, is that I've been in a bad habit of doing these the last five years where if I'm drafting between one Eastern and four Eastern, I'm very nervous that someone's going to get hurt and I'm going to take a guy. And then I'm going to find out like 30 yep. minutes later, oh, this player had a UCL, he left the bound with soreness. And I'm like, oh, if I would have just, why did I pick? If I would have just waited an hour, that wouldn't happen. I suppose that could happen at any time, but I'm just so nervous drafting when the spring games are on that I'm going to get burned. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a little different in um, fantasy baseball too from fantasy football because if you're in a slow draft for fantasy football during training camp and during preseason, you can have – Oh, Aaron Jones just tore his ACL. So now right. AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon is a fourth round pick. That doesn't happen as much in fantasy baseball. Like you know, if Alec Bohm, uh, you, you know, has like hurts his his UCL or something, or, or rolls his ankle, you're not going to be like, I don't even know who the backup uh, in in Philadelphia. You're not you're not taking Hoskins five rounds earlier as True. a result of that. Yeah. Fair point, no doubt. All right, coming up next, speaking of slow drafts, it's time for the Sports Grid 60. That will be my topic coming up next here on the show, so make sure you stay with us and stay on the grid. Also, don't forget Scott Farrell coming your way, going coast-to-coast, 4 o'clock Eastern, followed by game-time decisions, and then in-game live following all the college basketball games going on later today. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life Field in Arlington, Texas, makes the announcement they are going to have a full capacity crowd for opening day in Major League Baseball in April in Texas. So that's how we end our show today with that interesting tidbit. First stadium in the United States to be at full capacity in over a year. Davis, you got the Sports Grid 60. Take it away. So Viewers of the show know I'm a big football soccer fan, and uh, today we have a rematch of the greatest comeback in sports history. Well, one of the greatest comebacks in sports history, uh, Barcelona coming back from a 6-1 deficit in a two-legged tie against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, and uh, we have a very similar scenario. Barcelona is down 4-1, heading into a game that kicks off about an hour from the end of, uh, of fantasy sports today. So my, my sports grid 60 for today is one, go watch the highlights on YouTube from the original comeback. It is mystifying uh, goosebump inducing stuff. And then tune in at three uh, o'clock Eastern for a potential sequel to that greatest comeback ever in the champions league quarterfinals. Sorry, Davis. I was just busy. Uh, what did you say? Something <laughs> there about soccer? Uh, I'll at a anyway, you lost me. You lost me at football. Anyway, um, four-hour uh, time period to make your picks in a best ball draft. People complain that it takes too long. People complain that people should pick faster, and and I think that you can feel that and you can understand that. But when you sign up for a four-hour per-pick draft, you have to expect that somebody in that draft is going to take four hours. Stop complaining about it. I'm not one of those people. Davis is not one of those people. Brett is not one of those people either, but it's going to happen. You're going to be in a draft with someone who takes forever. And they have that right. You signed up for four hours per pick. Don't be the guy in the chat room that says, oh, here we go again. This person isn't picking. Don't be that person, that man or that woman. Let it go. Eventually, the draft will end. Is it annoying? Of course. We all want this to finish as fast as possible. But if it was a fast draft, we'd be done. Thank you to James at LTN, Brett, Danny, and Ryan, and Davis. I'm Craig. See you tomorrow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.